We're ready. And we're so distracted. Are you going to be okay over there? Do you need me to move over some? No, you're good. Okay. We're live. And we're live. live. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We the Locals podcast. I'm Josie. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abby. And we have a special guest with us here tonight. Would you like to introduce yourself? And I'm Commissioner John Brody from Coconut Creek. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight. We're excited to have you and get to know you a little bit better. Um, before we get started, though, um, tonight's episode is brought to you by R30 Agency, a private investigating firm. So shout out to R30 Agency. Thank you for your sponsorship. We really appreciate it. And if you are in the market for private investigating, um, definitely reach out to R30 Agency. You can find their contact information on our website. Um, you can also support our podcast. We are currently seeking more sponsorships. So if you have a business that you would like to um, promote through our podcast, please let us know. As well as if you would just like to send us, um, if you're watching live on YouTube or Rumble, you can send us a super chat or a Rumble rant. And at the end of the show, we will read some of those. So if you'd like to support us that way, please feel free to, to drop us a line there. Um, so who's got, who wants to update what happened there this week? I will go ahead and kind of talk about a couple things. Um, uh, very interesting things going on in Boynton Beach right now. They are uh, uh, talking about their budget. Mm -hmm. um, they do want to raise the salaries for the commissioners, um, and that's causing a little bit of stir amongst the community. So if you are a Boynton Beach resident, be sure that you're watching um, what's going on in your uh, local city commission um, and make your voices be heard. Um, great um, they really have a good commission there, though, I will mm -hmm. say. Um, <clears throat> and they're very regimented. They're very good at the way that they bring forth information. Um, the mayor, uh, Ty, I can never pronounce his last yeah, name. Yeah, I correctly. just call him Mayor <laughs> Ty. So, mayor Ty. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he, he's... Um, He's very respectable to the city com commission, so that's really awesome to kind of watch and kind of see those dynamics. Um, if you've ever watched Delray Beach city uh, city council or commission meetings, um, they're a little bit more spicy, um, and they <laughs> uh, uh, d are still learning their format a little bit. So a couple city updates, uh, things of that nature. We did get some um, updates from uh, Supervisor of Elections for Palm Beach oh, County. Yeah. So um, active regi registered voters right now. Democrats are registered at 365,672 voters. Uh, Republicans registered voters is 281,301. Close the gap. Uh, yep. And other, which is your MPAs, is 300,903. Um, so it is going to be a huge toss-up based on what we're looking at right now coming um, this next uh, upcoming election. So be sure to register to vote if you're not registered to vote already. Remember, if you are a registered MPA, you cannot vote for a primary candidate. You want to make sure that you're registering as we want you to register as a Republican. 
please, please, <laughs> so um, you can vote <laughs> with us in the primaries <laughs> and let your voices be heard of who you want your primary candidate to be. Um, you can always uh, put your registration back to NPA after the primary if you so choose to. Sure. Um, so that's a possibility as too. Um, also, make sure you're registering to get your vote by mail ballots. Um, that's really important. It's a big push through the Republican Party right now um, that we want to make sure that we are. Um, Re getting our ballots so for one nobody else gets them <laughs> and if we don't get them then we have an opportunity to to keep requesting them and making sure that we get them in time and then if you do vote in person you can take your mail-in ballot with you and have it disposed of and you can still vote in person so make sure you get that uh your vote my vote by mail ballot um Couple things too. Trump got indicted, people. Ay, 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 I know, I, I know. know. So I know this is local and we don't want to deal a whole lot with the national issues, but everybody's up there. Everybody's <laughs> talking about it. So I do want to just kind of mention great way we can fortify ourselves at home is to make sure that we elect good constitutional conservatives for sheriff. That's very important, and that's how we can help ourselves locally. Um, so make sure that you're doing your education, understanding who's on the ballot for sheriff in your counties if they're up for election. I know Palm Beach County has uh, Sheriff Bradshaw is up for election. Uh, there is, um, uh, I believe, uh, Diaz and um, the one who I can't pronounce his last Ruber, name Ruber, starts with a G. Ruber. What about Broward? Is Broward up yeah. for re-election for sheriff? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, oh, so this is a great opportunity to make sure that convert conservative voices are heard and that we're fortifying in our counties. It's very important. Sheriff is our last stance. So um, hopefully we have an opportunity to get a few of our sheriff candidates on the podcast so we can learn yeah. some more information. So great. I'll try to work on that. So that's all I have for right now. So Abby, over to you. What do you got? Well, there hasn't been too much going on in my neck of the woods over the last two weeks since we, uh, we last streamed. Um, the uh, Lighthouse Point City Commission took the uh, second meeting of July off. So they, they ha actually had a special meeting immediately before my charter review committee the last time, but then they didn't meet last week. So um, I know that the Broward School Board had their meeting. I it was either Monday yeah, or Tuesday night. Yeah, you want to give us a quick update on that? I know we posted it online, but you so want to talk about that? So if the Broward County voters remember from last year's election, uh, we did pass the referendum in Broward County. Uh, it was one mil? I don't remember. One mil increase for the school board. Um, and out of the $232 tax increase, uh, total that the Broward County School District is levying on the average house homeowner if the if the millage rate passes as is, 165 of that is due to the due to the referendum. Jeez. So it's a pretty what big is their budget? <laughs> Anybody know? I it's got to be worth a battleship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. I mean, their millage rate's higher than the county. Is the county it really? Rate, yeah. They Goodness it's the highest gracious. on my property tax bill. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And uh, they were a vote came up earlier this week in the meeting to for the discretionary um, millage rate, uh, whether to increase it or to keep it the same or to lower it. And um, the um, three conservative board members voted against the increase and were outvoted As by the non-conservative board members. So They're swimming upstream, man. Yeah. So well, speaking of back to school or speaking of school. We're doing back to school, so shout out to all the parents out there who are uh, <laughs> up to the eyeballs and back to school stuff. You think it's going to be easy every year, and then all of a sudden it's like a week or two before school starts, and oh my gosh, 
I need to do everything. Word All of advice, things. don't go to Walmart yeah. the Sunday night before school starts. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And if you are still sl- shopping, I was that mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, st- I'm a week and a half ahead. I'm a week and a half ahead. But I've got three. It's, I've got three lists. It literally looks like a military operation in my house. I've got like boxes lined up with everybody's stuff in it. I've got labels on it. I've got their school supplies list. Everything was crossed out. Added up because if I'm buying for three kids, I'm going to buy some stuff in bulk. So I bought like pencils on Amazon for 100, 150 pencils for like 10 bucks. Whereas if I bought them at Target or Walmart, it was going to be 20 bucks for 50 pencils or whatever. Anyway, so I have it all like divided up and it's like a whole operation. So anyway, um, but and in Boca, there's uh, we had a meeting, a city council meeting last week that was like a four or five hour meeting. Um, one of the things that I want to keep an eye on, I'll keep everyone updated. And I honestly can't remember if we talked about this before in a podcast, was which was the auto versus Boca Raton. Um, when Boca passed an ordinance restricting um, counselors and therapists from discussing yes. um, that d- counseling people of the LGBTQ community um, away from that. And so they Boca passed an ordinance restricting that about 2017. And the county passed one at the same time as well. And both of them got sued. And Boca decided to kick the lawsuit all the way up. And their recent, most recent decision, because they lost, the Boca lost the lawsuit because it was a violation of the First Amendment. Um, so um, a man named um, um, Dr. Otto uh, sued them. And so it was Otto v. Boca Raton. And it was up all the way going up to the Supreme Court. Boca decided on the advice of lobbyists not to take it to the Supreme Court because they would likely lose considering they had lost all the way up there. And if they lost, it was going to overturn those types of laws in 13 other states. So the lobbyists suggested that they not do it because if they did, they would be the ones that got those laws overturned, which means that there's obviously a lot of work to do in those states. But I thought it was interesting. And at the end of this last meeting, um, they are having what's called a, um, oh, my gosh, the word is blank. I'm blanking on the word. Um, a meeting, an executive meeting with the board that they can have that's out of sunshine. Shade. It's in the shade. It's in the shade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's in the sunshine shade. Yeah. I know. I'm I was not like, nothing. I was going to ask, have you heard of this? Where they could have these executive board? I don't know. Some type of executive. They meeting. do with lawsuits. Okay. With yeah, lawsuits. I've seen it with lawsuits okay. before. So where they want to discuss, because apparently Dr. Otto is requesting the city pay for his legal fees, which I think they should. And, um, and then there's also there's conversation about how like to discuss it all. So I think a lot of this was driven by the city attorney. Um, is going to be my guess. I mean, she advised them to continue appealing it, and here we are. So anyway, it was very interesting that that was, like, slipped in at the very end of the meeting. It wasn't even really on an agenda. It was her comments, the attorney's comments. And I was like, ooh, at, like, 1030 at night, where they, you know, they slip that kind of stuff in. So um, that's what I've got. Um, But let's turn to you, John. Why don't you tell us, Mr. Commissioner, um, how – who are you? How did you get here? <laughs> Elevator speed. Yeah, Elevator give pitch. us like how, who you are, where you're from. Well, I was born in 1969. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Not that no, far back. no, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I was born and raised in uh, San Diego. Okay. Uh, so Am- sorry. Yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> it's like this with no grass. That's all. <laughs> no rain. Um, so yeah, I, I went in the army for about eight years, traveled mm-hmm. around the world, and then uh, married a beautiful woman. She's uh, she's an RN. And uh, been married 32 years. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, t- it's a tough thing. <laughs> I, I haven't been right in 32 years. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have t- I have two uh, wonderful kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter's uh, 23, going to mm-hmm. be 24 next month. Uh, registered nurse, 
living in Colorado. Oh, we're in Colorado. Uh, Colorado Springs. Her husband's an uh, uh, army officer. Oh, okay. I'm from oh. Colorado originally. Oh, yeah. So, yes, yes. So I have two, so si- two I sisters out there still. I tease her a little bit. I'm like, you know, he drives a Jeep. I drive a Jeep. He likes weapons. I like weapons. <laughs> <laughs> He's going in the army. I was in the army. I'm like, you just married me. You just didn't know it. Yep. <laughs> well, it so happens more than we know. Yeah, she doesn't most, really like that Most statement. daughters do, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Yes. That's the whole personal vel- development side. But, yes, that's that's a common <laughs> pattern. It happens. So my son is a uh, the, my daughter graduated from UCF. My son goes to UCF. He's IT and cybersecurity, mm-hmm. uh, smartest kid I know of. Um, I think he's uh, 21, going on 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, old soul, old soul, smart kid. Um, yeah, so um, kind of fell into this a little bit. I did a lot of volunteering in Coconut Creek in my life. You know, what brought uh, you to Florida? <laughs> well, this is middle ground. Okay. So I grew up in San Diego. My wife is Turkish. Oh, from okay. Istanbul. Oh. So this is middle ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's no favoritism. Mm-hmm. And so um, we kind of did everything our own. We didn't have a support system. Uh, you learn to be real understanding of everything when you were the only people in your house. There's mm-hmm. no support. You can't run away. You can't. Uh, your arguments have to come to a complete end because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no reason to, to, to linger. This. There's mm-hmm. nowhere to go. There's no support. So, you know, you, you, you kind of built a, a pretty good relationship there with that. Um, yeah, and so uh, I ran a bunch of nonprofits. I started a softball program, girls softball, uh, mm-hmm. recreational. I started a girls travel system uh, here in Coconut Creek. They're both well, travel system doesn't exist. It's under another name now, but you know the system still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of volunteering. Did it with uh, Tomorrow's Rainbow, which I'm actually a board member on, mm-hmm. uh, board of directors, and then um, did uh, let's see what's the other ones. Uh, John W. Brick Foundation for Mental Illness. Um, uh, equestrian therapies of uh, uh, Broward County, which is right in our neighborhood too. Uh, Foundation for Independent Living for Special Needs People. So, so a lot, a lot, and a wide range of like. Absolutely, got to care for the people that can't care for themselves. Exactly. No, that's um, awesome. So I come from a long line of uh, servant heart. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad is a ordained minister, mm-hmm. and uh, at 86 he runs a uh, homeless program where he takes people off the streets, rehabilitates them. Um, gets them back on their feet. My and mom that's in San Diego? That's in San Diego. Mm. It's a big job out wow. there right he now. D- yeah, he did it without do- all through COVID. So wow. nothing stopped him from, from this amazing. mission. And my mom, uh, she passed away, but she was a special needs teacher. Mm. My sister ran a Christian daycare center for 20 years. Uh, my brother's a, a, a ICE agent, retired ICE agent. Um, uh, my nephews are all cops in Seattle. In fact, one of my nephews is, that was the. Uh, in Seattle. Woo! Yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> talk about being in like the fire, man. Was yeah, well, that was his police station that got ran over by. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Wow! So yeah, it's uh, he had to put up with a lot of stuff there. Yeah, um, is he still up there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sticking it out. Yeah, I told him come on down here in the sunshine and yeah. get a bonus. You know, get a bonus. Come down here in the scientist <laughs> yeah. country and uh, yeah. enjoy some freedoms. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you know, basically, the whole family is part of the ser- servant heart. I like to think of myself mm. not as a politician, but an elected official, mm. and, that, and that's a mindset. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. A politician is going to take the gray road every time. They're going to be kind of, s- yeah. you know, working their way. They want to get reelected. Uh, I'm an elected official. Uh, I was chose by my uh, community to represent uh, regardless of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, things that I do that are for my residents, uh, even when I, you know, it doesn't benefit me at all. And, and that's the way it should be. That's, mm-hmm. that's what they're paying. They're they're paying us and elected us and expecting us uh, right. to perform that way. And uh, I have a moral compass and a, 
ethical company that's going to keep me going doing that. So uh, I definitely look out for 60,000 people. It's, okay. it's not a neighborhood. It's not my family anymore. But, you know, it's it, this is a way that I can help people um, in my neighborhood uh, get better and, and improve their quality of life. Mm, I love that. That's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been in office? So I got appointed last year, which is a great story, to be honest with you. Oh, please tell. Please tell. <laughs> please tell. Please do tell. <laughs> I like appointments. So, so I had... I had been spoken to probably 2014 2015 about um running for politics and my kids were in school and i'm like no way i'm not stealing that time from my kids you mm. never get that back <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> so i said look i don't want to do that you know it's thank you i'm flattered but i'm going to put it in the back burner so i did when my kids got into college i said well now i have time mm. uh, i'm that guy that will work the 13 14 hour day and not blink an eye so i said now i have time so i'm going to go do this thing so i started looking into it and well lo and behold the guy that I replaced uh, had to step down for reasons. <laughs> oh, oh, story there, huh? <laughs> That's a whole other story. Um, if I remember correctly, he changed his homestead? Yes. So <laughs> what he did is he sold his house, got an apartment, and then um, homesteaded his house in Naples. Uh, what he did originally was not anything wrong with it. He had an apartment. Right. Uh, the homesteading is what got him. Mm. Um, mm. So it's a, it was kind of a messed up situation because it was – Though, if you're going to get somebody on something, that was kind of the smallest thing. Yeah, I was considering the amount. He was, he was retiring anyway. So he was happening. Yeah, he yeah. was done. And, and ironically, I had spoke to him. We had a butterfly festival, which features about 15,000 people at the end of February. I try to go to that next it is year. Amazing. I would love it. Oh, there's you know, all kinds of stuff, rides and food and bands. It's a, it's a blast. Well, I spoke to him, and I said, hey, man, I heard you're retiring. What do you think? And he said, I think you'd do good at this. I said, great. Well, two weeks later, he stepped down. Mm -hmm. So then they started this appointment process, which gets a little weird because I don't know how my wife would have felt about me going into politics. Mm. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't attend a lot of meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just a good, you know, person. And, I, you know, I have my moral compass. I'm a, I'm a diehard Republican. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so I met with all the commissioners and and city manager and kind of got my you know, my feel about it, right? I'm like, okay, I know this thing. So I tailored my, my application to things, conversations we had. Worked to my benefit. Um, I mean, I, I love these guys, don't get me wrong. My, my commissioners that sit next to me, I, I, I do respect them and, and, and they're good people. Um, I mean, we don't necessarily believe, on, you know, see eye to eye and everything, mm -hmm. but at least they're both their heart and I can appreciate that. Right. Um, so we went into the appointment process, and it was pouring down rain, and I drive a Jeep with no doors. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into the city hall, and I'm soaked from the waist down. My jacket was wrapped in a plastic trash bag, so <laughs> that was the only thing that was dry. And uh, I sat at this table, and I kind of went, what am I doing? You know, I'm in over my head. I, I can't do this. <laughs> and then the people started sitting down next to me. Well, the woman sat next to me, and there was like, three other people on the other side of me, and the first question they ask is, what is your background? She goes, well, I got a master's degree in marketing. And I went, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, okay, I'm in over my head. Well, let's put it this way. I felt pretty confident when she got done and I, I could beat her. <laughs> and now she's a lovely woman, don't get me wrong, but you know, you got to do your research when mm -hmm. you do this stuff. Right. So they got to me and they started asking me my questions and I was killing it. I mean, I killed it so bad I had PTSD from that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was... I was I was on cloud nine after I was done. I'm like, man, that was great. You know, I'm in my head, like cheering myself on, and <laughs> and the guy Love next that. to me starts talking. We, I'm a I have a master's degree in education. I'm like, oh, 
I'm like, well, that was short-lived. <laughs> and so they went through the questions, and it got a little back and forth with them. And I went, okay, well, that guy's not doing so good, so maybe I'm still okay. Well, we took a little break and came back. And the next guy was a lawyer, immigration lawyer. And I went, oh, really? <laughs> like a lawyer? I'm going to have to beat out a lawyer? Yeah. Lawyers and always want to be in government, man. Well, because they think law means something when you're a lawyer. Cause yeah. Something like that. Anyway, all right, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. They know <laughs> the loopholes. They do. They work in the gray. Mm. <laughs> um, in the shade. Yeah. Not that I'm saying anything, because our mayor is a lawyer, and I love that guy to death. Mm. Um, but uh, so it would uh, – oh. Sorry. Fourth guy, <laughs> fifth guy. So the fifth guy gets up there, and he didn't do any research. So obviously – I don't want to talk bad about Did people. he have a master's too? <laughs> yeah, no, right. he owned his own business. Do you have a master's? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm barely getting out of the house in the morning. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we go through this thing, and they said, we're going to carry two people forward. I'm like, all right, here we go. And sure enough, that me and the lawyer, or the lawyer and I. So we, we go to the next meeting. We have to sit through the entire chamber meeting. But they can't really vote on anything because there's only four people. So they really didn't put much on the agenda, so it was fairly quick. So they started talking about, you know, um, about the process of appointments and things like that. And, you know, not a lot of people were happy with appointments. And I kind of agree with them. It should be a vote situation. Mm -hmm. Let the people speak. Um, this is a weird scenario that was in the charter, so they they did it. Uh, I'm not going to complain that much because I obviously benefited from <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Um, so so what happened was this. They, uh, they said, okay, well, we're going to uh, do closing statements. And I went, oh. We do closing statements in this. <laughs> like nobody told me that. <laughs> so and I, w I had to sub I had to submit a video, which it's online and oof, oof, that's not something I like to Google. <laughs> should we not? Should we not look it up? <laughs> no, you can look it up. You just gotta show nobody. Um, so what I didn't know was they're gonna put that public, <laughs> right? My application and that. My application, I realized that middle of the section was missing because I was working off a draft. You know, I was typing up one. It had a lot of errors in it. I was copying, putting it over, correcting it. So I missed a big chunk in the middle. So I'm like, look at the application. I'm like, oh. that's what I get for multitasking. But the videos, I thought they were just going to see it. So I was like, all right, this is cool. No, no, the whole world can see it, and <laughs> it's still up. Um, and so we got to the closing statements, and I didn't have anything prepared. So they called up the other candidate first. So he gets up there, and he whips out three pages. And I went, oh, this guy was prepared. Huh. Damn lawyers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Closing statements. So he's going Their through moment. his speech. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, he's in his moment. He's reading his speech. And I'm like, okay, this, now I'm trying to think of things on the fly. Well, since his son is autistic, so he got up on the stage and started dancing around. I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm beating this guy. He's got his own cheering, you know, crowd out there. And that's pulling the heartstrings. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. So, you know, he finishes and everybody golf claps him out, you know. <laughs> and so I went, oh, okay. My turn. So I'm a little nervous. But you know what? When you are passionate about something, mm -hmm. you speak from the heart, you, you resonate with people. Mm -hmm. And that's who I am. So I wasn't worried about what I was going to say. I just didn't want to say anything silly or curse. <laughs> uh, I'm an army guy, so it does slip out. I hear you. I have that problem, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, they had the button. Their fingers on the button, if you didn't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I go up there, and I, I'm just giving this speech and I'm passionate about what I'm saying and at the very end I go you know I'm putting my heart on the table for you guys to decide if I'm the right person so whatever that decision is I'm good with it but I want to let you know that I will leave my blood sweat and tears and everything that I do with this city mm. and I turn around and a place erupted <laughs> and I oh, went oh that's awesome like, holy crap what did I say <laughs> you're like, like blank go blank yeah, yeah to this day to this day I only know like the last two minutes of what I said and so um 
So, you know, everybody erupted, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So I go back up, and I can't sit down now. My heart's <laughs> thumping. I'm like, now they're doing a vote. Right. Which is the oddest thing when you have four people talking about you, and mm -hmm. you're standing right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is like high school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> like, my fly wasn't down or anything, right? <laughs> like, I don't make any of those kind of mistakes. So... So they, they're talking back and forth, and they're talking, well, I like what this guy said, and I like what John said. And I'm like, I'm right here. Yeah, this is weird. So they went through the whole thing, and uh, they, they said, okay, well, we're taking um, um, the vote now. So who nominates me? So the vice mayor, she nominated me, and then another commissioner seconded, uh, Becky Tooley. And I went, okay. Well, then, you know, you're kind of forced because it's a weird scenario because they didn't like the appointment to begin with, so they threw out the, the other guy's name. Nobody seconded. Oh. Died on the vine. Ooh. And I went, cool. So they voted. It was unanimous. Four Democrats voted a Republican onto the dais. That's Woo. insane. Woo. But that just goes to my character more than it does right. the party, right? Because mm -hmm. they know mm -hmm. I'm going to do the yeah. right thing. Right. So they weren't looking at the red or the blue. They were looking at this guy's the right guy. Um, and I appreciate that. It was, it was a wonderful feeling. It was very surreal at that moment. They're like, John, come on down to get sworn in. And I didn't move. <laughs> I'm like, uh, John who? <laughs> I'm like, no, John left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's not here anymore. I'm, I'm living, <laughs> so I'm in an alternate time level of the universe right now. So I go down there, and they go to swear me in, and she said the first sentence. I went, nope. Yeah, smaller pieces, please. Because <laughs> yeah, my mind was 100 miles an hour, so sure. I, I wasn't sure if I could remember every word. And I didn't want to mess it up. So I'm like, no, you got smaller pieces, please. So we did it very slowly. Um. You know, my heart's racing and mm -hmm. blood's rushing in my ear. And, and I'm standing there like, what next? So I turn around, I, I go down the stairs, and I shake the guy that was co I was competing against. Uh, shook his hand. He said, I can't wait to see you on election day. Because I knew the guy was going to run against me. And I turn around, like, well, go have a seat. <laughs> and I'm like, up there? You know, <laughs> like, with you guys? Now, now? I need to do that now. So I go up there, and as I'm sitting there, I it was that real surreal moment where you're just going, this just happened? Am I dreaming? Like, this is like the weirdest moment of my life. Like, I'm living a strange life because I would have never expected this. I say no that a lot too. No preparation, just just there you go. I say that I live in. a li very weird life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there and they're like, "Well, the, the last person speaks, and you're now the last person." I go, "I just spoke for five hours. <laughs> 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 like, there's not much speak left in me." Um, so I give my thank you to everybody in the process, and of course I said, "Look, the charter needs to be changed because mm -hmm. you know appointments are not fair to the public." Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand if it's a short-term, you know, under six months kind of deal, but it really should be left up to how the American long was people. The how much time was left in the term? Eleven months. Oh, that's a long time. Mm. Well, Lighthouse Point. Yeah. They appointed someone last April, and they're on the dais until next that's a March. Long time. I didn't know what folks. Two years, almost two years. Wow. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in your vote counts, and mm -hmm. people should be able to choose yeah. who represents them. So I was okay with that. And um, here comes the funny part. Uh, my wife didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> she knew you were applying for it. No. Oh. Oh. Ooh. She now, knew nothing. Now, see, I might have perjured myself because I think I told him when I was going through the appointment that yeah, she knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, your wife okay with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, she's fine. She's backing me one hundred percent. So I'm sitting there afterwards, and they're they're going, okay, well, we got to get your phone number because half the staff didn't even know who I was. So they're getting my <laughs> phone number. They're taking my picture. Um. Which is the picture that's uh, on the website that you guys use. And I always laugh at that because in my mind, I'm like, this, they're taking my picture. 
commissioner. I'm like standing next to the ceiling, like, oh my gosh. I, I think I pulled it from your official campaign Facebook page. Yeah, that's where I put that. Where I put that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there, and my phone starts ringing, and I kind of went, wow. I look over, and it's my wife. <laughs> Who doesn't know that you've just Does been sworn in as the city commissioner? How do you break that to her, right? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait a second. Surprise! <laughs> I'm in politics. I, I got to come up with some words. I'm not that good. So I, I kind of put it in a voicemail, and after about the third time, I'm like, okay. She's seriously calling me now. <laughs> so I go outside and I go, hey, what's going on? And she goes, where are you? <laughs> I said, well, look, you know, you know, Jade and my daughter, she's getting married. I said, well, you know, we need to get some extra money to pay for the wedding. And <laughs> so, I, you know, I was at a job interview. <laughs> and she goes, a job interview? She goes, uh, what job? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I go, well, I, I'm a commissioner. <laughs> 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 and, and she goes, you're, you're what? A what? A I what? Go, I go, first of all, where are you at? <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm in the car looking for you. And I went, uh-oh. No, no, I'm in real trouble. Right. Oh I go, oh, uh, what do you mean you're looking for me? She goes, oh, I drove to the gym. You didn't come home. You didn't call. I didn't know where you're at. <laughs> and I go, I'm so sorry. I go, but I'll meet you at home because I'm soaking wet. Let's meet at home, and I'll tell you the story. So I came. I got beat her at home. I, changed, I jump out of the wet clothes. She walks in. She looks at me. She's like, what do you mean you're a commissioner? <laughs> I, I start going through the process. She goes, well, why didn't you tell me? I go, because I'm already in here. I'm already in my own head. I don't need somebody living rent-free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't need this help. I was like, I was so stressed. I go, any little bit would have thrown me off. Mm -hmm. I go, because I would have been worried about what you're saying and not who I am. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I listen to my wife. I listen to this many years. Um, so I, I kind of went, you understand, I, I had to be in my own zone and I had you know I'm that guy that thinks about a speech about 150 times I don't write it down <laughs> but I think about it mm -hmm. and so I said I just didn't need any help with that I just you would have killed me uh, I would have been thinking about stuff that I knew wasn't important at the time and I'd already met with all the commissioners I already knew kind of where I wanted to go with everything that I said she's like okay I can respect that she goes do you want to call your kids <laughs> 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 and I went oh yeah, that's going to be a funny one. Oh, that's be, so, by the way. <laughs> like, hey, guess what? <laughs> my, my son was like, I you could have gave me the next decade. I would have never guessed that. Because, mm, wow. you know, we didn't talk like that at home. We didn't talk a lot about politics and things like that. Um, we have our own opinions, but we really don't get into those deep conversations. Um, but it was definitely threw them all off. And, of course, I called my dad, and my dad's like, Here, you, you did what? You said what now? you got to understand my background. I'm colorblind. I'm dyslexic, I'm left-handed, and I go, everything was against me in this world, and I go, here I am sitting as a, a city commissioner, and my dad goes, you, you couldn't even read in high school. Well, I could. You know, he was exaggerating. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you know, you, you struggle. I go, yeah, but it didn't mean I was dumb. It just means that I had an issue. And I go, now I'm in a job that I read all the time. I have to understand what I read. I go, so I overcame that, and now, now I'm a commissioner where I kind of put everything in my life that I've done into this one moment. Mm. Yeah. And it was, it was you know, one of those moments where I'm like, see, Pop, you just never know. Never mm -hmm. know. That's awesome. Know. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely a, you know, a, a strange experience going through that. Um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it was crazy. Um, when we came to the election, that was a whole nother. So how long, <laughs> when was that? That was last April. Okay, and so then the election was in? March. 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 Okay, oh, this is just recent municipals. Oh okay. Yeah. All right, so then how did that go? Oh, <laughs> so listen, I, I'm that guy that's going to, you're going to have to outwork me to beat me. Uh -huh. And so 
I started last. In fact, it just oh, did your wife know that you were planning to run? Oh, I was after that. She's like, you're running. <laughs> okay. I, I just need to make sure. She goes, we need change, and you're the dude. Awesome. So. Okay. All right. Had to ask. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Yeah, no. So she's on board. She's, okay. you know, she was, at that point, she was, like, cheering me on. She's seen everything I'm doing. Of course, she's, you know, on the social media, so she's seen that I'm getting exposure, and I'm going to all these things. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're doing good oh, yeah. things here. And I go, well, yeah, I finally feel kind of my groove. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel where I, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where God's put me. This is where... Mm-hmm. Life has led me. The, all, everything I led up to my life has mm-hmm. led to this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she understood that. And so uh, when we went to the election, we we did a, a kickoff. And we <laughs> it was funny. She's, she's a nurse. She, she works nights. So she she woke up around 5 p.m. And she looks at me. She goes, all right, let's go. I said, go where? She's like, we're going to hand out all these flyers to get people to your to your kickoff meeting. I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive, you know. She's my wife is very quiet, very timid. Um, she doesn't like to be out in front of people, and I am the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 100 miles an hour, shaking people's hands, kissing, you know, high fiving, and she's over there in the corner on her phone, hanging out, you know, quietly. Um, and so we uh, we we did the kickoff, and she and it went well. We got about you know 45, 50 people, and then I met with my um, I, I interviewed a couple of campaign managers. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a couple I was like, nope, nope, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, comments and everything. You know, my thing was I want to showcase who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be in the weeds with bad comments. I don't want to go dirty or anything. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be that I showcase myself, they showcase themselves, and then the people get to choose who's the best one. Right. And, and, and that's how it ended up for the most part is that we just – we all ran – there was no competing. Mm-hmm. We were just were going for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so it made it a little bit easier. But I definitely put them in a corner <laughs> when it came to competing against me. Mm. Um, we sat down and we planned out. Uh, my, my campaign manager, uh, uh, Yvette Caravana, amazing woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you, I, d- I couldn't have won without her. She was amazing. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, Breck, if you're, if you're a candidate – you you need to get Breck's support because I I would never have been able to do it without their support. Um, they got me volunteers. Woo, woo. Yeah, no Breck. <laughs> Usually uh, we don't hear that great thing. So I know. Awesome. Usually Breck's like, uh oh, what happened at Breck? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's I awesome. know. That's yeah. what I heard too. But yeah. I'm telling you right now, the support was unbelievable. That's um, good. Well, I think you're an easy candidate to get behind. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing you and you have such an inspirational story that I think that it makes it easy for people to get behind you. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if you lead with your heart, everything else just falls in line. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, yep. you know, sometimes I, I'm that guy that's going to a question it, b fight it. <laughs> and inflict my will. <laughs> um, yeah, good company. Yeah. <laughs> sounds familiar. Sounds, sounds <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So she sat us down. She said, this is what we're going to do. And I said, okay, this is what I want to do. And she looked at me. She goes, I've never had a candidate kind of like you. I went, yeah. I know. I'm John Brody. <laughs> 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 so we sat down. We said, this is the things we're going to do. These are the timelines we're going to do it. And then we're going to execute this. She goes, do you have street signs? I go, yep. I got 500 of them. I'm like, well, Actually, it was 550. She goes, what about your door hangers? Yeah, I got 20,000. I'm like, she's like, it's December. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. and you, this is what we're going to do. The minute I'm eligible, we're, we're hitting it hard. And there was a reasoning behind that. I kind of understood from conversations that I had that they thought there was a 30-day window. 
after you register before you can put your signs up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's not. Mm. Nope. Is that what did people think that was like a city ordinance? It used, to, it used to be an ordinance. Oh, okay. Like five years ago or oh, four okay. years ago. In the city. In the city. Mm. So what I did um, is January 4th, I became legitimately finished all my paperwork and you're a candidate now. That night, my signs started going up. That night. That's such a short time, though, from January 4th to when, like, the vote-by-mail ballots start going out. Oh, yeah. It's like a six-week campaign. Right. Well, that's why it's ended up being, like, uh, two and a half months. Right, but, like, the, the vote-by-mail vote by ballots yes. start going yeah. out the middle of February. I mean, that's you've got, like, a six-week campaign. As a fellow March municipal candidate, like, I don't know how these people that run for Congress and, and state seats do it for, like, two years. Yeah. Like, it that's is so nuts. long. I and know. it takes everything out of you. Oh if you uh, do yeah. it right, it takes everything out oh of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I ran Marcy's, <laughs> helped run Marcy's campaign. I wasn't even the candidate, and I was like, cool, done after that. So yeah. I can Im I know. So you got to put the time in, right? Yeah. So it was 16-hour days, mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. And it was seven days a week. And I, and I told everybody, March 15th, I'll take a vacation. Mm -hmm. March 15th, we can hang out and do nothing. But until March 15th rolls around and there's a result, we're in 100%. Mm -hmm. And there was days, did anybody knew this? But I went, ah, oh, this sucks. I am beat. My legs are sore. I'm sunburnt. I'm tired. I have another job. Mm -hmm. So I'm running another mm -hmm. job eight hours a day, coming home and running this campaign. I'm fielding questions all day long. Um, having the police call on us, that was wonderful. Ooh, why? Ooh. Oh, yeah, you got you to tell that story. So, well, let me, let me back up. Because <laughs> I pushed people into a corner. Because How I many got people um, jumped into the race against you? I had two Democrats. Okay. Um, and so what happened was this. Um, I said, I'm going to push the envelope here. My signs are going up. They're going to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm calling people to get permission to put it on private property mm -hmm. that are on the main, sh main street of our, our city, which is Lion Road. Lined Road. And um, so I started doing it. Well, immediately they saw my signs, so they got upset. And they went to the city clerk and said, hey, man, John's put his signs up too early. And the city clerk looks at him and goes, well, did you not read the packet? <laughs> like, as soon as you're a candidate, you can put your signs up. And they didn't know it. Well, now I got them by 30 days. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the visibility was there. Mm -hmm. So the very first Saturday, guess whose neighborhoods I went into? Their Bears. neighborhoods. <laughs> I like that. And then so every time they left or came in from their neighborhood, they saw my signs. So you're in their head now. Oh, rent-free. Rent-free. So we put these up, and we started you know, doing the door knocking and getting visibility and doing these things. And every it, it forced their hand. Because, you know, the signs are usually the first thing you put out because that's going to be your first part of your visibility. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use the digital platforms too early because people start blocking you. It's ineffective after a while mm -hmm. because people are just tired of getting a text. So I forced their hand. So they were sending stuff. Well, I'm getting them because they're not editing me out. So I'm like, good. This is where I wanted them. This is exactly what I thought was going to happen. They're trying to catch up with the visibility. They couldn't. So it was fun. You know, I'm like, okay, they're falling right into this. And if you guys are listening... Um, just forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to manipulate you, but that's what happened. It's called strategy. Yes. That's right. Yes. So, we, you know, we just executed. We just kept doing it. We kept doing it. We kept doing it. Well, there's neighborhoods. There we say, look, man, it's a private neighborhood. You can't go in there. They don't allow it. I'm like, no. It's not just a neighborhood. Well, we'll get to that one. Okay. So th there's there's a Winmore is a big um, mm -hmm. community. in the mm -hmm. And yep. um, so... I kind of tested the water with some of the other neighbors. Now, I was smart enough to go, I'm doing those last mm -hmm. because I know there's going to be problems. The funny part was one of the neighborhoods, I hit them, and they didn't even know it. I was in there knocking on doors. They didn't even know I was in there. And I got a, a one neighborhood sent me a, a little nasty gram. 
telling me to cease and assist on my solicitation. It's I said, well, that's yeah. So that's kind of funny because I'm not selling anything. Right. And I said, it's you know, canvassing is protected by the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. It's backed by the Supreme Court. There's actually about 12 cases inside Florida within the last six years about canvassing. You can't stop it. You may not like it, but you can't stop it. The one neighborhood was like, okay, because they looked it up and they knew I was right. So I went, okay, we tested the water here. We're pretty good. So Winmore was the last nugget, mm -hmm. and I needed Winmore. Now, there's a lot of things that played off for this election to happen. First of all, mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. When they purged that system, it changed the balance. Mm -hmm. All right? And, that, and it was huge. Mm -hmm. Which is why we tell everyone to get your vote by mail ballot. That's right. Absolutely. Even if you don't use it, get That's it. That's right. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. because you don't know the, the old crap moments. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. And then in the March elections, one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and even even in the general elections, just good to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just good behavioral pattern to get these things and do well it. Well, it also makes the other side a little bit nervous when they see so many of us having those numbers. They're used to having that be their, like, power move. Got to bank all these votes, yeah, and they then they the Republicans the can't outpace us on exactly. election Exactly. But if they start yeah. seeing that Republicans are requesting them, they're like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. <laughs> so so here's the thing. In our, in our Democrats, we have 16,000 Democrats. Okay. We have just under 9,000 Republicans, and we have 12,000 NPAs. Okay. Lesson learned, guess what those NPAs are? The Republicans. Mm -hmm. Republicans. I was going to say, but I was like, oh. Here's what happened. We started knocking on these doors, and the guy goes, are you Republican or Democrat? Now, it's an, it's an NPA election, mm -hmm. and it's an NPA position because it doesn't matter. 60,000 people i got to care about. Mm -hmm. So I was always a little leery at first of going, ah, man, I, I don't want this to sway them. I want them to vote for me as a person. So the MPA goes, hey, what are you? I go, well, I'm a registered Republican. And he goes, thank you, I am too, and, you know, God bless you for doing this. And I'm like, oh. And I'm looking at the app, and I'm going, hey, hey buddy, you're green over here. This is <laughs> <laughs> I'm colorblind, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, well, I did that because I didn't want to get harassed by my neighbors. That, that's a huge statement. In mm -hmm. fact, yeah. It, yeah. to be honest with you, it bothered me a lot. Yeah. You know, here we are in, a, in America, we have freedoms. Right. But you're too scared to be who you are and what you believe because you're worried about getting harassed by your neighbors. And that's so, it's just not neighborly. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we're supposed to live together. We all have to exist together. And, you know, it used to be in the 80s we could have discussions. Mm -hmm. In the 90s it got into name calling. And now they dug their heels in. Nobody talks to each other. Mm -hmm. And it, it we're all screwed when that happens. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it, we're not being effective as an elected official to do what's best for our residents. Right. And you can be easily manipulated when nobody's talking to each other. Yeah. Right. Right. So that was kind of a lesson learned with the, with the door knocking. And so I said, okay, well, now we're ready to uh, go into Winmore. And I said, okay, no shirts. You're going you're gonna to wear a regular shirt. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hang... These door hangers on, on doors you knock on, if they don't answer, you don't give it to them. You know, you don't leave it there. Um, give it to, we're only going to Repu uh, register Republicans. That's it. We're not going to go to MPAs. We're not going to go to uh, Democrats. We're just going to hit our, our Republican brothers there. So that was the goal. So we, we were in about four days before they realized it. You know, it's 44 buildings. There's 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it took five days before they realized we're in there, and they sent me a letter about cease and assist, and I should know better. And I start <laughs> laughing. I'm like, yeah, I do know better. <laughs> know better than you. <laughs> and so we kinda, I kind of ignored it because like, I'm not going to – if I answer, then they know I'm – Then you saw it. They got me, right? And the biggest thing is to give attention to something they know they, they got your attention. Mm -hmm. So I ignored it. So 
I had a long talk with one of the commissioners that has that, and she wasn't very happy. You know, hey, you're not supposed to do that. We have policies. I'm like, yeah, it's First Amendment, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just I can't. Mm-hmm. I need Winmore, and I'm not a Democrat, so I need to get in there. So I left that little conversation, and I called up Yvette, and I said, Yvette, on Monday we're doubling down. <laughs> what did she say? She started laughing. She goes, what happened? I go, well, I'll tell you later, but we're doubling down on Monday. I want two groups in there on Monday, and uh, I don't care what they do at this point. So just knock on the doors. Let's get, em, get it done. So about 1030 in the morning, I get a phone call from one of my knockers, and uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, security's here. I go, so? They don't have any authority on this. And so he's like, what do you want me to do? I said, you tell that security guard to call the police. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> what? Then no, you got to understand these three guys that were walking that day are the sweetest, nicest people you would ever imagine. I see all this playing out in the campaign chat. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in Hialeah laughing. Ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> <laughs> got these guys. No, it wasn't like that. Sounds good when I say it that way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So they called the police on them. Now, like the policeman that showed up, I happen to know for 14 years. He's actually a good friend. And so he walks over to the security guard and he goes, hey, what are you guys doing? He said, well, they're over here soliciting. He turned around to my guys. He goes, are you soliciting? And they said, no, we're canvassing. So he turned around to the security guard. He goes, you guys need to go away. Leave them alone. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the guy, you know, of course, they're all frustrated because they thought they had this right. win more authority over these canvassers. And he goes, look, I'm going to sit here and watch you guys, meaning the security guards, Ooh. to keep them off of us. That's awesome. Now I told him, like, do one more building and leave. Yeah. The, we made the... We made the noise. That's all we need to make sure. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't want to walk away from that without doing another building to show them that we weren't chased off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they stayed in another building. And then um, I said, okay, well, now it's a cool-off period. Let them soak this in a little bit. Let them talk to their lawyers and everything. Give it a couple of days. And so that's what we did. And um, then we went right back at it. And we went right back at it all the way through Election Day. In fact, on Election Day, uh, we brought a big van out there with my, my huge melon on the side of it. <laughs> Broadcasting, vote for John Brody. It was <gasps> That's awesome. Awesome. Did they get? Did they get bothered again? Oh yeah. 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 yeah it was. There were some people actively um, going against me, uh, right in front of me too. I found it comical. I'm like, well, it's not going to change. People have already made their decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't worried about it. But uh, I was on um, Joyce Kaufman's show mm-hmm. twice, and that day I was on it right from Winmore. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> she lives in Winmore, so I'm like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. And. Um, oh my gosh, that's isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's great. that's great. So I, I always love it. I tell everybody when you're doing this, hey, you got to be the willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. You got to art smart and outmaneuver everybody, and you got to be willing to take the chance. Mm. If you're worried about people not voting for you, people won't vote for you anyways. Mm-hmm. You got to get out there and be visible. So there was a lot of things that we did. You know, there's a couple of ordinances in Coconut Creek, and I'm not gonna ma- I'm gonna make my sustainable guy mad at me now, <laughs> but there's an ordinance where you can't uh, put signs in the easements or on the, on the med- medians. Okay, well, how do you get around that? Well, guess what? There's no other city around me that was having an election. So I, I put it on their property because <laughs> they're not looking for those signs. Uh-uh. So any entrance, and I'm telling you, it was about a three-hour sign detail, and it was me and another guy. We put signs up both directions of every single road going into Coconut Creek. In fact, so some, smart. Of th- some of the overpasses... Okay, so th- after you retire, you're going to be like starting like a campaign... Count, um, <laughs> Um, campaign campaign uh, manager yes yeah. Yeah. or a campaign consulting firm right yeah <laughs> well, you know so that's what's been kind of fun about this because everybody's going how did you win I'm like dude listen <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> one thing unfortunately it was a bunch of stuff I did and and so we did that and I said okay well you know 
now I got that covered. I went to every gas station. I put signs up in either side. Very inconspicuous, but if you're sitting there pumping gas, you look over, there you can and see you can see it. You get in your car, you're going to see it. Uh, every drive-thru, every Chick-fil-A, every bank teller, every CVS and Walgreens. Everywhere. Everywhere. And even early on, I said, I, there's a bowling station near Winmore. Uh, that I, there's actually two of them right there. And there's a parking, a shopping center. So I took about 15 signs that I considered my throwaway signs. And I put them from that shopping center at the very beginning to see how long it took before they took them down. Because mm. I, I couldn't get permission from that landlord. So I timed it. <laughs> seven days. I, knew s I had seven days before the signs went down. So five days before the election, I put the signs up. <laughs> right? Because I knew at least they would be there through the weekend before the election. <laughs> right. So I was outmaneuvering these guys left and right by doing all this stuff. And, you know, during the Butterfly Festival, we had that box truck with my big melon on it driving around. And it would park where the bus pickups were. Mm. And it would follow the bus to where they dropped off so the people getting on the bus would see it. Then it went back to the parking lot where they were getting off the bus. And it waited for the next group of people. Brilliant. Yes. I had a lot of great people helping me. Um, and and uh, listen, I can't thanks enough to all the team that was out there. Mm -hmm. I had the police and fire walking for me. I had one day I had 42 police officers and fire. Um, wow. Uh, fire department walking. So you got endorsement, the endorsements of the yeah. police and the fire. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Would you win your election by? I had 40% of the vote. Um, oh, because it was a three-way. Three-way. Oh, mm -hmm. but there's no runoff. No runoff. No. So it's just winner take all. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. I did too. Right? <laughs> the runoff situation is stressful. So yeah, so it was really good. You know, you went in. I went into that day. I, there was only one day that I kind of went, oh man, I'm like, uh, I'm gonna lose. Mm -hmm. Really? I was like, oh, why'd you feel like that? So it, it wasn't anything specific, but I just go, I don't know if I'm doing enough. Mm -hmm. And and I I strategically did all my forums. I knew that they would parrot anything I said because I'm in the know. I'm actually already a commissioner, mm -hmm. so I already knew stuff. But if I said it too early on, they were going to parrot it. Mm -hmm. and, and then we'd all sound alike. Mm -hmm. So I actually avoided the first two forums, which was the Sun Sentinel, which, you know, <laughs> they are who they are. Yep. <laughs> the other one was a um, Democratic Club uh, doing a forum. Which one? Democratic Club of Coconut Creek. Mm. Now, it was backed by Winmore's Democratic Club, and the, the moderator was the president of the, the, of the Democratic Club of Coconut Creek. I'm like, yeah, I got a chance here. <laughs> so I said, I'm not going. Right. I said, I'm not going to do it. I go, I got other things I have to do. Mm -hmm. There's no time for it. I don't feel comfortable. Plus, it's a smart campaign move, knowing where your time needs to be. Right. And so I went, I don't want them asking me a question that they'll trip me up on. Mm -hmm. Because they're all Democrats. I said, well, if they ask me a question, maybe... It'll be with something that's a sunshine light violation, mm -hmm. you know, in it, you know, on purpose. And I may mm. not catch it. Mm. I said, I just don't want to get myself in that position anyway. So and uh, of course, my wife was beating my head. Don't do it, John. Don't <laughs> do it. I, I will kill you. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I wasn't going to do it. But thank you, honey. Uh, get to live another just day. Just confirmation. That's <laughs> yeah. all yeah. I needed. Yeah. Get to live another <laughs> day. Like, oh, you have to tell me three times. I got it. <laughs> um, so instead, I went to a box handout for home for for the needy. We handed out, uh, I think it was 375 boxes of food wow. to people in need. And then I turned around, and I walked 83 houses door knocking. Now, you know how many people showed up to that forum? Like 12? 25. <laughs> and, and seven of those were family members. <laughs> wow. Of the people out there. And I went. So 12. <laughs> so my exposure rate was way higher doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I went, yeah, that was better time spent. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, some people thought I was crazy for not doing it. I kind of got a couple people who were like, man, you should have done that. I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. So we went into the first meeting, the first real one. It was a Zoom. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they asked questions, and my, qu my answers were completely different than what they were answering because they were answering with what people they thought people wanted to hear. Mm. I'm answering with what it really is mm -hmm. and what we're really doing. So that so you had an advantage with being oh the yeah. sitting commissioner. This is why incumbents rarely lose. Right. Um, so I had all this information, and we start talking, and I could just see their face in the Zoom going, what the, what the heck? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Well, the next Zoom call, guess what they were saying? The exact same mm -hmm. things I said. Yeah. Did so they even like do any of their homework? Like, Did they seem like they were like at attending meetings? Were they like following what was going on in the sitting commission as best they could, or did they kind of just think that they knew what was going on? No, they know. attended the meetings. So. But there's a difference when you are involved and when you are involved for a political reason. Mm. All right. So they were showing up because they were they were going to try to go for the seat. Mm -hmm. I've been in that city 20 years, mm -hmm. 1997, and 20 plus years, I guess. And then you know, I was going to these meetings. I was dealing with the I ran nonprofits in the city, so mm -hmm. I knew the commissioners. You know, I helped uh, Josh Rydell. Uh, I put <coughs> signs on my uh, Jeep and drove it around the city for him. You know, mm -hmm. so he got exposure. And trust me, everybody knows my Jeep. There's <laughs> <laughs> usually skeletons hanging out of it. But <laughs> so it was, it, you know, so I, I knew how this all worked and how we did this. And, and they attended the meetings because they wanted to get elected. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there were I, I'm going to tell you the one guy was really admirable what he did. He was very, had a lot of integrity. I gave it to him. I beat him twice. I'm going I'm to throw that out there. Mm. Um, but he was so the lawyer. The lawyer. Okay. Yes. But he was a good guy. He's a good person. And I never had any animosity towards him. The woman was a little bit different. She she was going for the jugular and then found out that that wasn't going to work. Cuz I just there was just too much stuff that I did to to get kind of go low belt, low, you know, blow the belt. So uh, she ended up just trying to win the race. She came in second and she had 37% or 30 32%. Something like that. So you had 40, she had 32 and then he had the rest. Yeah, yeah. He only had 900 votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's all about exposure. Right. Um, everywhere, you know, the one thing that kept and still does come back to me is like, you're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's an expectation. It, it, it's, mm -hmm. not the, it's not the commissioners of 10 years ago where you get on the dais and you show up to meetings and you do your votes and you go home and do your thing. The expectation now from the public is they want you out there and involved in community. They want to know who you are. They want to be, to be approachable. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very approachable. I talk to any, anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get too crappy with too many people because, you know, who, who cares? I don't know this person. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to – you have an opinion. First Amendment right, go for it, man. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you want. So I'm, I'm approachable. So there was a lot of things they had to catch up on, and that's just something you can't learn. Either you're right. approachable or you're not. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm, I, was, I went to everything. I still go to everything. You know, it's kind of the running joke right now. I show up – I was in Tamarack this morning. At a, a chamber, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, so it was really about the exposure, about getting out there, and you know, getting your namesake out there. The branding was important too. Uh, my signs were clear. Did I you go like red, white, and blue? Or absolutely, did you with yeah. a butterfly. <laughs> with the butterfly. <laughs> with okay. the yes. butterfly. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I noticed because I I used to work in Pompano, and ev every day I would get off the turnpike. And I would see one of your signs, and it was, and it stood out above the rest. So right. it definitely worked for you. I can, I can see it, and it was, it was great branding. Yeah, you know, uh, and listen, 
first time into an election, I got some really great advice mm -hmm. on stuff. And it came from all over, believe it or not, because people wanted me to win. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I crossed that barrier between red and blue. Mm -hmm. and, and I know this because they sent me the ballots after they filled them. I voted for you. I'm like, hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, because I coached most of their kids. Right. I was in mm -hmm. youth sports for 10 years. Well, it just shows, too, like how, like when it comes to these local elections, municipal, commissioner even, like there is still partisanship, in, but a lot of the issues that we're focusing and a lot of the things that you're doing in the community are community-focused and not, not partisan-focused. Partisan and I think that that is a huge point i mean that's one of the reasons i think we are even kind of doing this to some degree is to help bring those issues out and to talk about that stuff and i think that's awesome that that is that's like a focal right. point right <laughs> so cool. it, it was well it's up to the commissioners too to make it keep it yes, non exactly exactly you know and i'm going to tell you something the, the, uh, you try your best right you know i didn't i don't want to bring all that in i'm like i want people just to vote for who i am mm -hmm. because i can help you but i'm going to tell you it's almost impossible um, and, and this is where it gets really strange, right? Because they had no problem going to the Democrats and getting help. Their websites, their training. I, I see their expenses. It's all transparent. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at them going, all this stuff's Democrat websites, Democrat system. So it gets really hard. You're going, I'm trying not to bring all that in here. Mm -hmm. And you really don't have any choice. Because if you want support and you, you need support. Right. You're going to have to look to somebody. There's no NPA support. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, people aren't jumping out of the woods, you know, to help you with an NPA election. It just right. doesn't exist. Mm. you got to take a side to get the help. Right. Um, I'm just blessed that, you know, you know, Breck stepped up. That's you awesome. know, Yvette was amazing. Uh, Olga was amazing. I had a really great staff um, of volunteers. You know, I could, go I could list my neighbor who I've lived with next door to this guy for about 12 years, end up being my biggest walker. And this guy's 70 years old, ex-Marine. He knocked on about two or 3,000 doors. It, it was amazing. And he's now knocking doors down in Pembroke Pines for a guy that's running for city commission next March down there that also helped that's awesome. with his so campaign. So it's spreading. Yeah. There's it a really tight inspiring. crew. There's a really tight crew out of the southwest part of the county that came up yes. know, with Yvette and supported John and just knocked doors like fiends in Coconut Creek. And they're now they're at it down in the south couple different campaigns so city by yeah. city we're going to take Broward County back is that the strategy starting at the I like corners it. I like it starting so at the, the idea was they wanted you what they want to know the strategy right and, and there's a lot in that you know when you start unpacking this a little mm -hmm. bit you start seeing that it, you know hey vote by mail was important because we had the lowest turnout of vote by mail the highest walk-in mm. so yeah it made it made a difference right win more voting power and yes I took this from you guys um they were at 75% uh, vote power in there, which means 75% of that vote was going to Democrats. Ooh. All right. Last election in November, it was down to 66-ish. Mm. So it dropped. It was a little weaker. Well, this time it was 57 against Ooh. me. So we're looking more. That looks a little bit more 50 more even. Well, because of the engagement, right? But the demographics are changing in there, too. Well, so, so that was going to be my question. Is it because people are... Moving into there, or or are they switching parties? A little from column A, a little from column B. Mm -hmm. So, but s but understand, we were reaching people that didn't even know there was an election going on in Winmore, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that made a difference too, because all were like, hey, we got somebody we can get behind. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, trust me, when I didn't, I didn't make a whole lot of friends in in Winmore. Um, 
I stayed out of there for a couple of weeks just to make sure everything cooled down a little bit. But, <laughs> um, we're all friendly now, obviously. The election's over. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely, you know, look, you want to win. If you do it legally, you do it right, you can win. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put the effort in. you got to be out thinking the next guy. You can't run by emotion. Uh, there was a couple times where we're talking people off, you know, off the ledge. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm upset about this thing. That's that's that has nothing to do with my election. Right. Just back it off. Let's, let's yeah. stay focused. Let's look at the finish line. We're getting close. And you saw those texts. Yeah. As a leader of this group, you know, I, and I've said this almost in every speech, you run by name, you win by the team. Mm. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So that could it be the, s- the 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 slogan for yeah. your. Um <laughs> For your firm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, you, you've got to put the energy in. Yeah. You've got to be that guy that inspires people no matter what. That's right. That's, exa- that's what I say to Empower candidates. Empower voters. They yeah. will run and vote for you every time. Right. And volunteers. When you, you're yep. the person who draws, when you have that personality, like what, you know, what, what Jessica said made it easy for people to come. Wait, you said that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> to come and work with you and work for you because you draw that. And that is so important in a candidate. With someone who's running for something, you want to be the person that, that you draws people not just to vote for you, but then also, okay, I'm going to vote for you, but I'm also going to give you my time. I'm going to give you something, and that's 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 an important thing. And and I'm, I'll tell you the number one thing: after the election, you have to have short-term memory, <laughs> because you now you're in a position you have to work with other everybody that could possibly have been not behind you, mm-hmm. and now you're sitting yep. next to them. Mm-hmm. And we all got to play nice in a sandbox. So how's that? So being in office now. So what is your favorite part of being in office? You know, helping people. Helping. Is, yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes it seems small mm-hmm. to you. Oh, it's a tree issue or a trash can or my neighbor's parking in front of my driveway, which happens to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got nobody to go to. <laughs> um, but, it's, it, you know, being able to help those those problems, you know, sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small, but you know you're able to get out there and kind of be have an intimate relationship with your resident and your neighbor and show them that hey, you just you can trust government. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we always say we can't trust government, but why? Mm. We got to p- just put the right people in there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. You know? That's it. Yeah. That's and so we I'm should be able to trust government. That's the thing is we need to, and they're a representation of our voice, and we need to have trust and integrity in the police and the people that hold those office positions mm-hmm. and I think that's so important uh, you know especially with you know people like you and, and you know Commissioner Woodward and you know in Palm Beach County and it's so important when you have somebody who really takes it seriously and leads with integrity mm-hmm. and knows that they're able to like regardless of what you personally think what is best for your city and that's where it needs to be focused on and I love that I, I, I love that aspect and, and listen it makes it a lot easy a lot easier on the on your on your commission seat when you have a great city behind you mm-hmm. and Coconut Creek is a wonderful city it's, it, 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 when you drive in it's like in a different world it's like going you know into a fairyland you walk in and it's so green and it's clean and there's a butterflies few buildings everywhere yes butterflies everywhere fluffy. <laughs> can't forget fluffy <laughs> Is that the mascot's name? Yeah. That's what happens when you let third graders name something. Is that really it? Is <laughs> yeah. that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really oh cute. My, gosh. <laughs> my daughter's going to third grade, so that's so cute. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, you know, you, you go into this thing and you go, uh, you know, the city is wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel good about that's not the part I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if there's a task, I, I, I send it to the city manager and the problem gets solved and you, you know, you you're able to kind of deal with problems. You're able to highlight people 
um, and the, the kids programs. You know, we did. I've done football. I've there was you know there's indoor, broom, uh, like a hockey. I did. I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> and they actually won. And then the guy called me, and I've known this guy for years. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing, but let's get you rewarded. Let's get him up on the dais. So we got him a, you know. Commissions love having the feel-good thing at the front of oh the yeah. meetings. Yes. <laughs> the proclamations? Yes. 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 Well, sometimes it gets a little old. but Proclamation, <laughs> proclamation, proclamation. Yeah. I hereby declare. Some of them are really, really cool. You're like, I yeah. don't yeah. like this. And then some of them read them like, oh, it seems like a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing that you've been the most surprised about being on the commission? Um, I think it's, you know, being able to move within the system from somebody who's an outsider. Mm. Um, you know, I'm able to kind of, the way my brain works, I think a little bit faster than everybody else. And so I can see things a little bit down the road. So when I got up there, I said, man, where's the skeletons at? I want to know where the skeletons are. Everybody talks about government. And, and there really wasn't any skeletons in that dais. The, 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 the commissioners that were up there, they're good people. You know, and I went, wow, this was not at all what I expected. You know, you hear these horror stories. You know, we all look at the TikTok videos of, of the craziness that goes on in, in, in these meetings. Right. And, and you you kind of go, and this is kind of fun. We're laughing, having a good time up there. I go, this is not at all what I expected. I thought we were going to have to fight a little bit. You know, we are going to have controversial issues. We barely have any. Yeah. And we, That's I mean, awesome. not that we don't have them, but they're far and few between. Mm -hmm. You know, the cities ran really well. Um. And so that was surprising because I thought, you know, we always talk and we always hear about this, but it was it's not there. Hmm. In Coconut Creek. I can't speak for other cities. Because <laughs> right. yeah, I know what goes on in other cities. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome to hear. That's for sure. Abby, do we have any chats or any um, questions? We just have a comment from, um, I think it's Al from R30. Uh, trust but verify. Yeah. <laughs> in relation to, I, I think, with regards to government. Yep. Mm. Always. Yeah. Always. Good. Well, and that's the thing, too. When, when you do these... And uh, um, we just learned a lesson. I won't go into detail, but we learned a lesson about when people get into the government about Googling their name. Oh. <laughs> All right. Before we hire somebody or we go down a path of something, you know, we don't like Google, but I'm going to tell you, Google tells you a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't hide the bones in Google. Mm -mm, no. Nope. And so that was the beauty of me is you Google me and there's nothing there. Right. There's just this guy who did stuff, you know. And uh, but, you know, we, as we learned from the school board. Homie that got out of there, had a <laughs> he had a little bit of a problem with the police. <laughs> <laughs> Records? Yeah, so, and we had one, the last election in, uh, I, I can't remember which area, I think it was in uh, C, District C. She was in jail. And you're going, how do these people How do they qualify? I have no idea. It's the same question I asked last time. How do they qualify? Well, because, you know, so here's the deal. There, here's what's broken with the system. They there's no ethical background check. I was going to say, there's no background checks. That's so true. That's true. There's not. Because it's based on the voters. You know, no, the but voters like even when you file to, to yeah, I guess. But even when you file to run, you have to disclose all of your, all the things, but they don't actually go check back and no check you don't, those you don't things. Have to at this level, you, you don't have to disclose anything. It well, I know for Boca, you I do. You did. I had to yeah. disclose, um, like, financial holdings, like financial. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. I should have been more specific. You have to disclose all these financials and that type of stuff, but I don't even know that they even go check that stuff half the time. I'm like, because well, stuff so always th comes out. Oh, they found this. Oh, they found that. So there are they actually checking? Well, you know who checks? The press. Yeah. Yeah. So you put that stuff out there and you're hoping that nobody sees it, I guess. And yeah, that's true. Then, you know, Sun Sentinel or, you know, some of the other. Depends on how friendly they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, they go doing research and I we had it with us, you know, about two weeks before the election. 
I got a request of records on me. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, man. Google my name. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to find anything because I don't do bad stuff. You know, it's about accountability. Mm-hmm. You can Google me. You can go to my house and go through my stuff. <laughs> there is nothing. And the problem is we get these guys in here who are they're shysters. Mm-hmm. And they, they and you know, you, you saw the guy from New Jersey, right? Santos. Oh, the George guy Santos? Huh? The congressman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy just keeps lying. Oh, like, the dude, you're down that bath already. <laughs> George Santos. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and you go, this is the reason why there's distrust. Right. Because you see this guy. You're like the poster child for it. <laughs> right. And then every time when you knock on the door, they are you like that guy? Like, no, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it, the candidates are hard to get. But I'm going to tell you, kind of a side note here. Republicans are more picky than Democrats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. Yep. And, th- and this is it's not me saying it. A proof is in the vote. They elected a dead guy and a guy who had a, a stroke. And they're sitting, you know, mm-hmm. we see what Fetterman's doing up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Right. They understand the game. The task is getting the seat. Right. right. All right. With us Republicans, like, I don't like his hair. <laughs> it's <laughs> you <know>? true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- I didn't like what he said about guns. You know, like, dude, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What's more important? We, we always talk about control. You want to control the TV? You're not going to do that from the porch. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the house mm-hmm. yeah. with mm-hmm. that control mm-hmm. in your hand. You're not going to do that when you're going, ah, well, you know, I, I saw him speeding. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think that's the right image I want for my you know, Republican <laughs> congressman. So yeah. true. Yeah, but It's like herding cats. Yes. <laughs> herding okay. cats. And, and so it's important that we when we look at this, we go, yeah, everybody's got a flaw. Mm-hmm. He's the best guy we could put up, and we support him. Mm-hmm. Get the seat. Mm-hmm. All right. Mission focus. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that's easier to keep the seat. In life. Mission focus. Right. You keep the seat. Mm-hmm. No matter who comes in there, you start getting that now it's a Republican seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's an MPA seat or whatever it is. The problem is we don't play the game right. Mm-hmm. And we're getting beat playing that game. We're not even playing the game sometimes. I'm pretty we're sure. not even on the same. I don't think we're on the same field. Game. <laughs> right. And so when we talk about distrust, what's the first thing that comes into mind are the mail-in ballots. Yep. Yeah. And that should be the last thing in our mind because get the vote in. If you, you distrust the ballot system, get the ballot in. Mm-hmm. Get get that mail-in ballot in. And then you can track it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the way the system's set up is once it's sent to you, it's you can track it. Mm-hmm. Once you send it in, it's tracked all the way through the system. Mm-hmm. And if a do- vote doesn't count, you can contact them and find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to get the trust. we got to get those mail-in ballots. You know, it's our responsibility to make sure we get the right people in office. But you're not going to do that if you don't trust the system or you don't use the system to your advantage. The Democrats understand that task. Right. We fight the task. We're skeptical of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, then we're s- we have such a defeatist attitude, not we here, but as a party sometimes. Oh, I can't tell you how many people I've heard, oh, I just, I'm not going to vote anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Our, that's literally, you're literally taking they're your They're counting toys. on that. They're counting, they're counting on, on that. On but that. they're taking their toys and going home instead yep. of saying, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to play. And that is the most childish thing. And I'm like, dude, that's not how we are ever going to win. So there's a great example in my election. District A was under a vote. The incumbent lost by 50 votes. Ooh. Don't tell me your vote doesn't count. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know, and you kind of go, you know, we need to motivate everybody to get out there and do this because it's the more we lose control of this ship, the more it's going to the rocks. Right. And we need to get the people in office. We need to get them voted in. We need good quality candidates. But on the same thing, we're all human. You need to understand that people have flaws. Mm-hmm. We need to look at it. Is the moral compass in the right place? Mm-hmm. Is the ethical compass there? 
and we need to get those guys in there to start making the changes. Otherwise, we're going to continue to see the, the garbage that's been going on in the federal level. Mm -hmm. But it starts right here in the local level. It starts yeah. in your cities. I say we got yeah. we got to turn Broward County around. Right. <laughs> yep. well, sounds like you guys are city by city by city. <laughs> yeah. I love that's it. That's, that's, that's the goal. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so I have a question. I don't know if I've, I haven't asked you guys this. So you guys might even know. What's the difference between a city council and a city commission? Ah, you want the answer? I do, please. I've looked it up, but I've gotten not a straight answer. So, councilman is sexist. Commissioner isn't. Are you serious? Absolutely, that's the reason. They're the same thing. So, Boga sexist. <laughs> so, if you ever hear a council, hmm. say councilwoman, ma ma madam councilwoman, yeah. uh, madam councilman. No, because the term is man, councilman. Right, councilman. So you mm -hmm. have to say madam councilman. Which is a mouthful. Yes. But they do say councilwoman. Oh, Boca, they do. Yeah, that's because they're liberals. Right. But, <laughs> so, but it's true. It is a council councilman. Okay. But so the commissioner takes that gender away from the position. Oh. I thought it had to do with district. So is, is Coconut Creek dis districted or at large? We're districted, but we vote at large. So my okay. district is uh, from Sample Road uh, to Johnson Road. Okay. And Lions to 441. Okay, so you have to live within there, yep. but everyone in the city can vote for you. Correct. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Which is a lot of space. That 12.4 miles, I that wore some shoes out. That is some big. That is a big district. A big district. Yeah. Do you think it would be b better or worse or different, just the same? Like, on your opinion, and if a city went to being districted instead of that way, it'd be worse. It'd be worse. Yes, because so, so there's a couple things in play, um, because of the large amount of Democrats in the area, you would never have a chance if you were one uh, one party or the other. Mm. So it really kind of puts you at a disadvantage. Um, and I'll just give an example. Winmore is primarily a Democrat uh, district. Mm -hmm. There's no way a Republican is going to break that. Win that district ever. Right. Yeah. So, in, so you kind of have to look at it like, okay, well, you're kind of limited to that party mm. only. Well, if you go n wide, and I'm going to give you an example. Um, there's time. There's districts I won. That were my district, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. Uh, there was nine districts in there, and I I won six of the nine. Okay. Uh, one of them was a zero vote. I don't know how that happened. Just nobody cared. Nobody <laughs> voted. Yeah. Well nobody voted in the district. Yeah. It like was. It was. Yeah. I think what it was is you know when you have the transit area, the apartments, mm -hmm. they don't care. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a little harder when you got that in there. Um. But you know, when when you're looking at this too, you you got to understand we could see it in Deerfield. Mm -hmm. You know, you the numbers in the each district, w there were under a thousand complete total mm -hmm. votes mm -hmm. in, in those districts, and you know people were getting like 200 votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's first of all, that, that hurt your ego a little bit. That's how right? Boynton was. It's mm -hmm. yeah. So you know, it it it's hard to win in a small district. It's a lot of money to be spent for yeah. not very many votes at all. I think. Last March, the total, I mean, and Lighthouse Point's citywide, you know, at-large seats, uh, I think the total turnout was like 27, 2800. Yeah, we only had 3,700. And, th and the biggest we ever had was the last election, which was 5,000. Wow. H out of how many voters? 60,000. Well, there's 60,000 people. There's 38,000 registered voters. Whoa. So, yeah, wow. not good. Yeah, I think Lighthouse Point's a little under 12,000. And a little, like around four to 5,000 registered voters. So the idea here, too, is we're trying to move the election out of March. Really? Yeah, and I th I, I, I'm kind of on the fence of both directions on this because we're going to vote on it, so I don't have an opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's there's two two game plans here. One, when you're in March, 
it's very isolated to mm-hmm. what you are and any amendments that you have in your mm-hmm. charter or, or ordinances and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's very focused. But the problem is a slow turnout. Mm-hmm. So 250 votes can make a difference in either direction. Mm-hmm. When you do an in general election, the problem there is you get lost in the mud of everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially presidential election. Where every sign's out there. You got you go to a street corner and there's 17 signs up there for mm-hmm. things. You kind of get lost in the, in the mud of everything. So it's not not tremendously favorable, but at least you'll get more votes because people are showing up. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on what school you believe in. If you want to be smaller vote, more focused on what the city you know, needs are, or do you want to be lost in the shuffle of right. you know, a, a Trump election? Because you know that's, that's a circus act sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y- it just depends on the school you come from. You guys, the majority of your cities in Palm Beach County are March Municipals, aren't they? All of I saw your list that you posted on Facebook, I think, last week. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, there's only a handful of Broward cities that are March. It's only six. Oh, really? Yeah. I you want to know? I think it's by, isn't it by law? You want to know you, March? you wanna know why? You yeah. know why we have March elections? Why? Because of farmers. Uh, oh. so yeah, Coconut Creek was a big farming community. That's right. So what happened was this. Back when they were setting Palm up. Palm Beach County is a huge Spring. farming county. Yeah, they all were. Yeah. yeah. And so what happens, they said, uh, you know, because the farmers can't go vote in November because they're doing harvest. Yep. Mm. And so they pushed the elections out to March so that they can have an election that the, the farmers would show up to. Because remember, that was all there was. Yeah. Huh. What are you bringing the history? I, history? I am full of worthless information. <laughs> it's not worthless. <laughs> it's important information. It's good to know. It's good to know if you don't know your history, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So are you noticing a lot of... Sorry, no, Josie. Um, uh, like, are a lot of... P- people moving into coconut creek you cannot find a home in coconut creek mm. mm-hmm. what's it the average like household uh house sale just curious. S- on the market yeah they usually stay about three days oh. so so d- there's a uh, this was one of the questions that came up during the campaign too of about affordable housing mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of a myth to this okay there's houses that are affordable but there were some people that went in and bought these houses like zillow and such and they sit on them Mm-hmm. So they're starving the market. So it artificially raises the price of the house. So that's step one. So step two, insurance went up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. HOAs are going up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, interest rates went up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. factors that you that are not controllable mm-hmm. by Coconut Creek or mm-hmm. by any city. And when that happens, the prices go up. And now the house that was affordable is no longer affordable mm-hmm. to anybody. Yep. So there's our first problem. It's not just the inventory. The inventory is being choked out. There's obviously still an inventory issue because you know who was it 700,000 people moved here last year <laughs> more I think. yeah it, it's nuts and so yeah so we're already behind the power curve right um in the pandemic drove that right mm-hmm. and it drove people out of those other states to florida and texas so on arizona um i just ask that you guys leave your voting policies in your home please state yes US. please um but so that's what kind of what happened it artificially drove these prices up along with this already struggling to, to build mm. at that same time period. So there's there's some issues there. And then, you know, now with the, the Live Local Act, mm-hmm. whew, man, that's a scary one. So, okay, so I have a question. At our last um, Boca City Council meeting, 45 minutes of the four-hour meeting was them discussing um, an ordinance that they were going to basically take the Live Local Act and then apply it to Boca in an ordinance. And they... B- kind of expounded on it a little bit. I don't know what they were doing. Our city manager, they all wrote this whole thing. Anyway, the point is, is one of the city council 
women, <laughs> uh, city councilman, she um, brought up a good point. She was like, I think we should table this, and I think we should wait and see what other cities are doing with the Live Local Act. So with that being said, what is Coconut Creek doing with the Live Local Act? Well, we're kind of doing the same thing. We're sitting back and seeing. Right now, we don't have any applications, of course. Yeah, so we didn't either. So that's why Boca was just jumping yeah, the gun. You know, a lot of the cities want to get in line quickly mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. what the state mandates are and what the county mandates are. Right. Um, I think in this case, everybody's kind of going, I don't know what this really represents because they have some s things in there that if you apply for live local housing, you don't have to go to zoning. Mm -mm. You don't have a DRC. Basically, as long as they f submit a permit, they can build it. And there's no meeting, no neighborhood can stop it. That's a scary thought. Uh, yeah. On top of that. Not sure what you guys were thinking, Tallahassee. There's 30 years and no taxes. It's yep. If you don't pay tax, they can't pay taxes on live local. Who's they? The developer. Mm -hmm. so, so once they develop it, they don't pay. They don't pay taxes for thirty years. So what happens? Tallahassee. You have you have <laughs> what? You have utilities. <laughs> you got to pay for all the utilities that go in there. You have to pay for your EMS. You know, so all your police and your uh -huh, fire, uh -huh. all that. There's no. They can't charge them for that. So that now becomes the burden of so the rest the of the city. So the yeah, the other taxpayers are yeah. subsidizing so that development. So socialist housing. Yeah. Well, isn't this is is isn't this is exactly what like you tr this was a big thing that Trump ran on is that he was like they're trying to get rid of your suburbs and it's almost kind of like this is that version of being able to do that a little bit. Y you know, it, it's like you you kind of start. Like, they just call it something different, but it, at the end of the day, it's kind of that same scenario of that you don't get a choice and, and that it becomes a burden on the other taxpayers, and that's just kind of sucky. Okay. So, we're going to get Peggy in here. Put <laughs> <laughs> the girl to her. So, yeah. You're texting her. I'm going to text her right now. So <laughs> right where we're done. You know, Peggy, text her. <laughs> July becomes a weird month. Right. Because all the stuff that starts being signed and coming into effect. Exactly. And and so a lot of cities are scrambling to figure out what it actually means. You know, there was a lot of bills that got passed this time. You know, a lot of them they didn't like. But a lot of them actually make sense. Um, there was HB 919, which is a HOA bill, which is complete transparency for oh HOAs. I like that. Ooh. Mm. Which means they have a certain amount of time to respond. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. They have to give you the documents. If they don't, they get fined. And it's it's got some teeth. Uh, I actually met the the guy who uh, wrote it, and he what he explained was my mom was in a in one that they had to call the police on. These guys went to jail. And they had floor you know floorboards full of paperwork where they were hiding paperwork. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was a mess. And he goes, "This isn't fair to people." No. You know, now we're starting to look at the the other bill when it comes to the condos. Yeah. With the the inspections. Yeah. Well, now they're finding out that these condos don't have any funds. No funds. Yeah. None. Zero. And so now what do you do? Because now it's because they wouldn't give responsibility of showing what they had. There was no oversight over them. Mm -hmm. And so now they're going, well, what do we do? Well, now you got in Margate or Coral Springs a $12,000 assessment Ooh. per yeah. unit. Yep. Oh, my gosh. How do you do that? And this time, right now, everything went up. Right. Yep. You know, your gas prices, everything's up. Yep. Oh, yeah. So how are you going to come up with $12,000 to do it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's there was a couple conversations when I was up in Tallahassee um, about doing a bank bill which give you interest-free loans, things like that from banks, and trying to work out that system and, and how to work it. So that stuff's being talked about, but right now, you, what are you going to do? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, it comes back to subsidizing something else is what's going to happen is is that people are going to be threatened to lose their homes or whatever else because they can't afford these assessments. And then again, they're looking to their counties, they're looking to their city, they're looking to their state to bu- to bail them out and to help them out with these different scenarios. And so it's like, at what point are, are we going to stand up and kind of start to say, like, we need to stop this rat race of just being dependent on our government because that's what it ends up happening is they put us in different scenarios where we can't it ends up that we have to have our hand out anytime you put your thumb on the scale of the market it's going to pop out somewhere else of course and that's what's happening yep so what are they doing up there (laughs) (laughs) i don't know well so it's, it's really strange when you go out and meet people. They're, they're all excited about these bills. And you're like, dude, do you realize what that does to us? There was a bill do on there. Do they not realize that? No. I'm going to so tell you right now. nobody's telling them? Well, the, the thing is there's some of them that are being pushed, and we don't know why they're being pushed. Mm. We, we had another bill that was up there that thankfully got killed, and it was about the trash. Mm-hmm. So they were saying you need to have an open bid form, which they already do. Every city has an open bid. Mm-hmm. But they wanted you to separate commercial and private. Now, the where you get your discount is if you combine those two. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your discount to the resident. Well, when you separate it out, well, there's no discount because you can have two separate co- entities in there mm-hmm. taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. Well, now right. your, sc- your price is going to go up because now they're not working smart. Mm-hmm. You know, the company's not coming in, or d- in an area. They're coming s- hitting the neighborhood now instead of getting the whole area. So it's going to cost us almost, um, I think it was $1.2 million a year. Wow. That's, the diff- that's, that's a huge a difference. Yeah. And so... You know, I went up there to talk to the guys. I'm like, hey, dude, do you realize what you're doing here? You realize you're going to cost every city in the state of Florida this. It's not just us. And so there was a conglomerate of about six Republicans that went up there and kind of knocked on the guy's door and said, hey, dude, this is not a good thing. And then they listened. They started doing the math, and they started realizing that it actually hurt people more than it helped them. So it's almost like they live in their own little they bubble. They do. And, bubble. And, and, and then they don't really understand what the – they don't – and then what? You know, like <laughs> I think Dan Bongino says that a lot. And then what? Like, okay, you do this, and then what? They don't get to that, and then what? Nobody asks them, and then what? Well, or, or they just listen to one viewpoint. Maybe it's a lobbyist viewpoint mm-hmm. that's pushing them to get this bill passed, and they're not thinking of the end user, the homeowner, the resident, the city, whatever the case may be. You got you to gotta think of it from multiple angles. And this puts so much pressure on you know, the constituents, the voters, you know, to figure all of this to out. To read through the bills, it to understand what they're saying. It's so much. So yeah. a majority of people don't even realize how this all works. No. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know these bills come out. All of a sudden they get, you know, sticker shock that something happens. Right. And you're like, okay, well, this happened a year ago. I would have appreciated your help a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but the problem is we do these bills, we sign them in a law, and then we got to deal with the aftermath of this decision. Some of them are okay. Some of them do help us, but some of them you just kind of scratch your head and go, "What were we thinking?" You know, like the uh, like the what is it, the nuclear waste pavement bill? Yeah, I didn't read that one. That one's there was like six thousand bills this time. There I was so there many was bills, and when it's there's just more a bills, test road, it's just Josie. a test road. I know that's what I was told. <laughs> sure, okay. I don't know why we have to t- do that. Make our roads nuclear powered. Well, that way you don't need lights. Do you go faster? Do we go faster? The roads just glow it's underneath. It's a way to dissipate nuclear waste. Oh, okay. Nah. <laughs> so anytime that there's more bills, that just means more government, and that means more rules. <laughs> right. You know, 
we, we not any time. I shouldn't say any time. Good intent doesn't mean a good idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so you just kind of look at this and you go, well, you know, there was a, uh, was a good idea, but the intent now changes, or the intent now mm. makes it a bad idea. So, you know, they live in this little bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I'm the first one to tell you, anybody that works in the city, and I'm sorry, corporate entity, you're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not how the world works outside of it. Yep. And unfortunately, a lot of these things get done without any real input from the local jurisdictions. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not coming to us and saying, hey, let's sit down and talk about this. You know, you're the elected officials. How is this going to impact you? Mm-hmm. Instead, they pass the bill, and then they go, hey, we got this bill. I hope you guys like it. And they do a little tour to show off their bills. Mm-hmm. And they go on, mm-hmm. dude, you realize that, like, i got to talk to, like, 60,000 people now about this. Like, it's not good. Um, so, yeah, I wish there was more input uh, from us or at least How collaboration. How do we change that? Well, it's very interesting because we kind of started this whole thing. And, and you know, our whole purpose of, of our podcast was to connect people to government. But is what I'm realizing and the more information that I receive is there's a big disconnect between state and local government. There's not a – there's no, like – like what you're saying, coming yeah. back and saying, hey, yeah, what do you think of this no, bill that we're writing? There's no connection yeah. to that. So who is the who who in government per se is would be that liaison between local? Uh, is it just the lobbyists at that point? So that's a lot of it. You hire the lobbyists to go and speak for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, obviously, we can't keep going up to Tallahassee and, and doing this. So you, you rely on those lobbyists. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of times it's deaf ears. They don't want to hear from the lobbyists. Right. I had more, probably more impact in the three days I was up in Tallahassee than was the that, lobbyists did. Was that during Broward days? Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time, so they told me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. I hear stories. Yeah, you're not going to get a story out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. But, you know, that's how, uh, how a lot of this comes about is they go out and they do these things and, and make these decisions, and we, gotta f- we get force-fed it. And we got to try to understand what it means in a small town setting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this too has a—it's kind of like a hangover, right? So you have—I <laughs> don't you know ha- anything about that. <laughs> you, you have this back in the days, like the '60s, where the state controlled everything. Mm-hmm. It controlled every movement that the city wanted. So the city wanted to do something, they had to send it to Tallahassee, and eventually, because you know it wasn't like now where you got email, you had snail mail, and you had people that. Mm-hmm. You know, sessions were longer. There were, you know, all kinds of stuff that delayed that process. And they would table it. Then you're screwed because if it missed that session, you got to wait till the next session. And so there might be a different slate of people up there. Right. Right after an election, you might not get it at all heard. Um, so when they s- decided to go, you know, to the hometown rule, it now cities can control things within their, you know, within their city, within, you know, within the limits, obviously. Mm-hmm. Except for Airbnbs. Oh, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> um, for masks in 2020. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> but you know, wh- when we started being able to control things, and, it, and this is historical, when we started being able to do that, all of a sudden you start seeing these cities starting to, st- to grow. And what we start seeing now is that almost they try to, y- just so you know, they try to reverse that this time around. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you remember like, that? What are you doing? Like you don't live here. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have Let's the control. See. You don't understand what the decisions you make. Takes us a thousand right miles back away. to the forefathers. <laughs> you don't live here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it, that became a big deal this time around. Everybody's panicking. You know, right. all of a sudden they're going to take all the authority away from us we have with our residents, and they're going to be force-feeding whatever the state says or, you know, and sometimes the county. And 
as much as I think the county is necessary, I think they're not necessary. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's times where we have they, they go against what the city wants. We have unincorporated properties inside of Coconut Creek. Wait, you have unincorporated properties inside of the city limits? Yep, they're Broward County properties. Oh, Broward County properties. Yeah. So they're so owned by the county. Right. Okay. So what happens? The guy sells a five-acre piece of parcel. Next guy comes in goes, hey, I'm going to put 15 houses on that five acres. Well, there's no 15 house sediment in there, man. It's, it's all one house per five acres or, or three acres. You know, it's big properties in this particular area. So we go there to convince him. He had all five commissioners, city manager, deputy city manager, sustainable development. You, you name it, we were there to fight this thing. Mm -hmm. Where we said, look, it doesn't fit the environment. By allowing that guy to build 15 houses, you're, it's a stress on the community. It's a stress on the EMS. You know, there's issues here. And the compromise was 10 houses. You know, like, we would never put 10 houses in five acres. Mm -hmm. And when I said, look, I don't think it's right that we do that. You, you got, it's our city. We're stuck with the aftermath of a decision from the county. I go, and if it would have came to us, we would have said no. Mm -hmm. And then one of our wonderful commissioners up there in the county goes, well, you know, that bo that bothers me that you would s that you say <laughs> that you would say no to to this and I'm going yeah because I live there <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I'm gonna say no like I'm protecting my residents you you I don't know where you live you but have I got nothing to do with what's yeah, right here I got to deal with these guys every day right and they're gonna be knocking on my door and calling me not you right so you know I I gave up I some of the more of the passionate guy right I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna speak from the heart everybody else had great little speeches ready and they did their piece right. But I'm the guy that goes, hey, you got to make sense of this. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to make sure they can trust us. And I said, this is the kind of stuff that gives us a distrust. Mm -hmm. And it went nowhere. Because in their mind, they have their own rules that say developers have an upper hand. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. don't care about, and, and I don't want to seem like they're indifferent to it, but they don't, th they don't see the impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't see the impact of the neighborhood. They don't see the impact of us. They're like, well, when we're done, we'll give it back to you. We'll, 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 <laughs> well take it back you. over to you. are like, Oh, great, great. Thanks. Appreciate I that. I get the car <laughs> after the accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my right. gosh. Wow. Well, I think we need to start wrapping up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wow, we've been here a long time. Sorry I didn't want to talk that long. No, no this, this has this been, been phenomenal. Great. Yes. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Anything? Sure. Last words? Any last words? Oh Any man, last comments? Like sorry, no, sorry. I'm, I take it back. I'm, I'm back not anything, that old. Anything you want to leave us with, Thank John. you. Thank, thanks, <laughs> Jess. So... You know, I just I want everybody to understand that you, you've got to give faith to our Republican brothers that are getting in there. Mm -hmm. it, it's a tough thing to do, mm -hmm. but you've got to take it city by city. You know, and I and you know, Abby's heard me my speech about you got to fight the fight mm -hmm. to win the battle. You have to win the battle to win the war, and the war is to get in Broward County ready. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to get these guys in a position mm -hmm. um, to make the decisions that need to be done. If it's up to me, I would love to see balance. The problem is this is not where we are in the world today. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But we need to make sure that there's common sense on every single uh, dais in Broward County so that we have common sense of how we approach taking care of our residents. Mm. I love awesome. it. Awesome. Right. It's going to take a while to bring common sense back to the county dais. <laughs> I'm doing my part. One by one by one yeah. by one. This is a great start with the, uh, with the school board, right? Yeah. The school board, yes. The county commission, we've got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
right. well this was awesome thank you so much commissioner john brody for joining us tonight and being our first guest yes. on we the locals uh, podcast so yeah. thank you so much don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at uh, we the locals fl um also if you want to email us you can email us at we the locals fl at gmail.com um be sure to check out our website at we the locals podcast.com thank you again to our 30 agency a private investigating firm we appreciate your sponsorship and have a great night and be sure to stay local all right bye everyone <laughs> oh my god my ears i'm sorry Woo. i didn't know i talked that long no, no you didn't we were chatting oh, we were chatting I'm so sorry no we go to you have to keep in mind we're good all right so no, here awesome. it goes that was awesome yeah <laughs> no, no.